I'm Kelly Harrell, author, modern animist, and creator of The Weekly Rune. Solentin Arts is my soul-tending practice, and you're listening to What in the Weird, my podcast in which I talk about runes, animism, soul-tending, and how each of those intersects through sacred activism on my path. The Weekly Rune is out, and if you're not sure what it is, it's a runecast that I've done for years focused on the runic calendar and the current half-month rune. You can find the archive of all of the runecasts on my site, solentinarts.com, and if you're not sure what a half-month is, listen to the early episodes of What in the Weird, or just go read the weekly rune at Solentin Arts. It's explained at the beginning of every runecast. I want to thank all of my Patreon supporters who make the sharing of my rune work through the RuneCast and this podcast possible with their financial support. If you'd like to support the Weekly Rune, you get access to the full RuneCast, no ads, more details on the RuneCast, weekly prompts for engaging the half-month rune in your personal work, and a Galder recording for how to work with the Weekly RuneCast through chanting. You can contribute as little or as much as you'd like, and the rewards scale according to what you'd like to receive. And if you don't want any rewards, you just want to show your support, you're welcome to do that. Go to patreon.com and search for The Weekly Rune. You can also subscribe to the free version of The Weekly Rune by going to soulintentarts.com. And thank you so much for doing that. This week we move into Perthro, and I'm going to start the podcast off by saying a couple of things that are both blasphemous and, well, things. The first is Perthro and luck. Let's just stop saying those two words together. Please, can we? Please, right now, I'm making a formal motion that we stop saying Perthro luck. Because no, just no. For some of you, this won't be a new rant on my part. However, I hope you'll stick it out with me on this crusade. The rest of you, welcome. Pull up a chair, put on the kettle, plan to stay a while. Perthro doesn't mean luck. I'm just going to say that outright with my own authority it is what it is. Do with it what you will. In fact, we're not completely sure what Perthro means, which is true about all of the runes. And that's something that we all have to keep in mind as we consider ourselves students of them. Perthro is an elder rune, but its first attestation came much later in the Old English rune poem. And it was in the form of Peorth. And the translation, one of the translations is Peort is a source of recreation and amusement to the great, where warriors sit blithely together in the beer hall. Another prominent translation is Peort is a source of recreation and amusement to the great, where wives sit blithely together in the birth hall. That's it. That's all we have. And we've taken huge liberties in those two translations alone, but with the translations that we have regarding any of the rune poems. They're not untoward liberties exactly. I mean, there is some 
grounding, people better educated than I in the period, the culture, the language, have interpreted those lines as indicating some semblance of Perthro as a game or an element of a game. That great figures who are honed in their skills, whether it's warriors who are unafraid to die in battle, they sit around playing this game, shooting the shit over a beer, or wives, women, midwives, sitting around playing this game, letting off some steam, and talking about life and death. If you're going to go with the luck factor, it's the recreation game part that you would focus on, right? But it's the blithely part that I want to focus on. And in that part of the scene that we're given, the game is afoot. The warriors blithely play while they have a drink together. The midwives play while tending the cycle of life. There's this juxtaposition of people in extremes of of their skill sets, of being on top of their game, of their duty that they give to community. Taking part in this game, however literal or metaphoric, while hanging out. So they're participating in this life-or-death duty that they bring to their community with casual indifference, with detachment. Eh, it works or it doesn't. You do what you can. It's still a game. You're still a warrior. You're still a midwife, no matter how it turns out. So when you sit with the full picture of Perthro, and that is what most of the Elder Runes bring us, scenes, slips of a narrative, is that scene focused on luck as we understand it in a modern context. Good luck, bad luck. Is it focused on not taking the game personally? So when you encounter somebody, think of those questions. Somebody who insists that Perthro means luck, good luck, bad luck, walk away. Just walk away. The second thing I'm going to say is, and you folks who have been around the block with me, might want to sit down for this one. Ralph Bloom was right. I know. I never thought I would say that either. In fact, I'm pretty sure I've never said it out loud before. For those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, nothing to see here. But for those of you who do, you also know that Bloom took significant liberties with his 1980s The Book of Runes. He changed the order and he popularized the blank rune, which I have on good authority, actually was not his invention. I was told by a pretty in-the-know source that Murray Hope actually originated it in the early 80s, a few years ahead of Bloom, hashtag do your homework on Murray Hope, but that manuscript of hers was never published. And I was also told that he included the blank rune not because he philosophically was led to include it. It wasn't like, you know, his calling or something, but because the manufacturer for the ceramic runes needed a mini- minimum 25 pieces per set. Anywho, my point is he didn't originate the blank rune, but he popularized it. Why? Why does that matter? What's the relevance to Perthro? Well, The relevance to Perthro is, at least in the way Bloom justified it, was that the blank rune served to be unknown 
And yet for people who are students of the Elder Futhark in the right order and all that jazz, however you determine right order to be based on some kind of historic precedent, that is the purpose that Perthro serves. That, that's the function of Perthro. But I want to mention specifically that I agree with him. I have to say it again. I agree with him on the point of Perthro as initiation, which is how he presented it in the Book of Runes. I want to read a passage because, yes, I do still have that book. It was the very first rune book that I was ever given, the first one that I was ever introduced to. And I tell the story of my ups and downs with it in my latest book, which is Runic Book of Days. So let's see. He says here of Perthro, Perth, he calls it, uh, powerful forces of change are at work here, yet what is achieved is not easily or readily shared. After all, becoming whole, the means of it, is a profound secret. <laughs> he says a couple of other interesting things, but that's pretty much it. So he's talking about initiation, and I think that is ideal when we come to Perthro in the seasonal cycle of the runes, and here's why. With Perthro, we have just this scene. Rich as it may be, this visual of warriors in the beer hall, wives in the birth hall, however you want to look at it, both hinting at some level of chance that is afoot. Within that chance is what we know, what we don't know, and what we can't know, which means the elements of what we can actually control are limited. If you have followed along with the progression of season through the weekly rune, then you understand where I'm going with this. There is a big underlying formula here. We have to impeccably understand what we can control and what we can't. And that's something that I went into a lot of detail with in the version of the runecast that goes out to the Patreon supporters. There are tangible components of our weird. And our weird is comprised of the threads of our lives that weave into bigger tapestries beyond our lives, past, present, future, potentially. So when Perthro comes up, instead of saying, yeah, this is that weird rune that's something about playing a game and maybe we'll win, we could consider it to be the point that we just don't know, that maybe we can't know. And that's the point that we have to figure out how committed we are to knowing, how committed we are to realizing that we may never know, and how willing we are to improve our skills of playing the game or dealing with how the game is going. So the short way of saying that is we have to figure out if we're willing to be in it and up our skills, because that is the stuff of initiations. They're never about the stuff that you know, because if it was, it wouldn't be an initiation. And Perthro, in the succession of the runes, native to the Futhark, that's where we determine if we really do have the stuff to move forward in life. And that's how the runic calendar presents it every year, right now, this time of year, to give us the chance to up our game. Good luck with that. That's it for this episode. 
If you have questions or insights about working the runes in season, or you just need a cheerleader, feel free to email me at kelly at solentonarts.com. Or you can call in through the Anchor app, which is how I record What in the Weird, and you can download Anchor on Android or iPhone. Also, check out earlier episodes by downloading them from Google Play or iTunes and all those other platforms for podcasts. If you get a chance, check out Everyday Animism, which I co-host with a couple of other lovely ladies, Brandis Schnabel and Janet Roper, which is also on Anchor. And other podcasts you may enjoy are Around Grandfather Fire, hosted by James Stovall and Sarah Odinson, and Why Shamanism Now, hosted by Christina Pratt. You can learn more about me and my work by visiting solentonarts.com. And I'm most active on social media at Instagram at Kelly Soul Arts. I'm Kelly, and this has been What in the Weird. <laughs>